Book of Acts, chapter 16, and we're going verse 25. Give you a couple seconds when you say, when you got it, say it, got it. Got it. That's rough, people. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. There you go. Just trying to help you out here. All right, book of Acts, 16, 25 through 32. It says this. It says, around midnight, someone say midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. My question to that is, what are we doing in the midnight hour? And what do people see us doing in our time of need? Understanding this whole situation with Paul, Paul was thrown into prison for preaching the gospel. The people, like, they literally, they stoned him. They, they pretty much left him for dead, and they threw him into prison. And this guy, Paul and Silas, both were beaten. They're in jail praising God. <laughs> How many times have you been in a situation your immediate default is to blame God? Or, or oh, God, why is this happening to me? Whiny Christian, right? God, why are all these trials happening? I just don't get it, God. You know? But, but here Paul is like, I, I am singing and I'm declaring who God is regardless if I'm in chains or not. So the question is, with us, I'm not doing my message yet. Are we declaring God even in the worst of circumstances and even when we feel like we're bound up? Okay, let's keep going. I'm not even messaged yet. Here we go. It says, suddenly, someone say suddenly. suddenly. Again, I can't walk in the suddenly if I'm not walking with God. Um, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Say, the chains, the chains. fell off. And it says, the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew a sword to kill himself. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for the lights, ran to the dungeon, fell trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought him out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in Jesus, Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, along with, you'll be, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and all who live in the household were saved. The title of my message today is No Chains on Me. Someone say, No Chains on Me. No chains on me. Amen. Amen. Well, we just, like I said, we just got back from a youth conference, and whoo, we've been going to this youth conference the past three years. And I'll tell you what, this one was, it was earth shaking. Like, it wasn't just a cool little, like, yay, Jesus, yay, well, there's a bunch of kids, and we're going to jump for Jesus, and it's awesome. No, there was transformation. See, see, we went there, and we had a bunch of kids who, who, who knew who God was, and, and they believed in God, but there was something that was holding them back a little bit. It, it was one of the, it was, man, I love God, and I don't see God, but man, the first day, it was just totally like, and I was like, do you guys even love God? Like, we're here, there's 600 other youth students worshiping, and you guys are just like this. I'm like, I, I don't know. So anyway, so we had a talk, and after the message, and all the, all the kids were talking, like, man, that was really cool. Because a, a lot of these kids didn't grow up in a bigger church, so when they saw all these students worshiping, it was like, whoa, like, it was almost intimidating. And they were like, man, this is awesome seeing all these different people praise God and worship God and, and see freedom happen in their lives. And then we go in the day two, and the kids are a little more hyped up, and they're like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. And then we go into the, to the night session of day two, and I kid you not, like, it felt like every chain over every one of our students broke off. And then we go into day three, and, like, we go up to the altar for the last night, and these kids are going up praying and praying over each other. I'm like, who are these students? Who are you? Because I can't barely get you to worship on a Wednesday, on a Sunday night, yet alone, now you're going after God. Because what happened is because they had an idea of who God was, but they really saw who he was. 
I can have an idea of God and know God, but I have to believe that he's real for him to activate the faith in my life. So crazy, we saw this happening. And I just need to brag on a couple of these students because I need you to really see how their lives were transformed. A lot of us know who Luke Herod is. We know the Herod clan, right? <laughs> we, Luke Herod, this, he's been with me since I started the youth ministry. And since I came here three years ago, and this dude, like, I mean, I would, you know, I'd meet with him, we'd talk, and, and you know, I'd encourage him, and then just during worship, he'd just be like this. I'm like, bro, like, you good? <laughs> you know, like, God's moving, people are, like, on the floor weeping, and I'm like, dude, you know, and so, and that's how it was the first night of conference, and I talked to him, and I was like, bro, like, you came here to see God break things off your life. You came here to see your life transform. You came here to go after God. What did you come here this morning for? Did you come here just to get tickled by a good message or did you come here to get set free or see your life changed? What I'm saying is now seeing this, see Luke, man, night two, he went up to the altar. That was the first time I ever seen him go to the altar. And I was like, me and all the leaders were like, is that Luke? And he goes up and he's just, he's just praising. He's just lifting his hands up. And then we're at the altar and Rodney's sitting next to Luke. And, and there's, you know, there's moments where Luke will talk during altar and stuff. But like he was, we heard him talking. Rodney was like, oh boy, I'm about to slap this kid if he keeps talking during worship. But then he saw him and he was worshiping with his whole heart, with everything. Like, and he was praying. And I'm like, who are you again? It was like a Saul to Paul moment, no lie. And that's what God has come to do in all of our lives. Is it transforms from, from Saul's to Paul's. We can't be in between. We have to either be a Saul or we have to be a Paul. <laughs> so, so this kid, he, all of a sudden he's worshiping. And he's like, at, when we did a recap at the end of the night, he's like, he's, he's saying what God did. And he's, man, he's like, man, if we just were to rise up and do this. And I'm like, who are you again? Who are you again? And then Timothy, Timothy Nelson, the, the Nelson's uh, young, uh, young boy. Man, he, he was so timid and he was so full of anxiety. And then he started praying over all of our, all of our boys that went to camp, a conference. And I'm like, who are you? He's like declaring, speaking in the spirit. Like, I'm like, who is this kid? And then we saw this, this young lady named Amber, man. She, she had a problem with, with smoking and vaping and stuff. And she was done, you know. And, and, I took, and I took her vape and she's like, I don't want this anymore. So I took it and I smashed it. And she said, you can either be bound or you can be transformed. And she's like, thank you. And so we see this happen, and then, and then we see this kid named Hunter. Bruh, whoo, when I tell you, this kid, I wanted to punch so many times during youth, okay? Not that I would literally do it, okay? So don't, don't like, be afraid to send your kids to youth because I'm not going to punch them. Well, maybe. <laughs> I'll get parental consent first, okay? Uh, so, so this kid, I mean, he would just, he would just be just loud and just, kind of just talking over everything, and then he went to this conference, and it was the same kind of thing with Luke. He came, and he, he said, I didn't want to go to the front of the worship, but he said, I found myself up front praising God. How does that happen? <laughs> All of a sudden, God transformed this young man. He's like, he's like posting scriptures every day. He's like declaring the word every day. He's, he's inviting people every day. He's using everything he has to declare who God is. Because they have no more chains on them. So the difference between, <laughs> oh, man, <sighs> God doesn't want you to be bound anymore. He wants you to have breakthrough. You don't, you're not meant to carry chains anymore. You're not, to car you're not meant to carry your old self anymore. 
And I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you today, if God broke all these chains off of these students at conference, and, they, and that God, and God broke the chains off of their lives, and God softened the hardened hearts, and, and God ripped off the old self and ripped off everything off, he can do it to you too this morning. That God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All generations are called to be free. There's no, you don't reach a point where like, I'm good, I don't need to dive in anymore. No, until you breathe your last breath, I am declaring God, I'm declaring the freedom of God, I'm declaring the healing of God, I'm declaring the God that gives life. Until I breathe my last breath. So today, I'm here to tell you that there's going to be no more chains on you. No more chains. See, we didn't come to church just to be, have an emotional experience at the altar. We came to get, have an encounter with God that will last a lifetime. We didn't come just to be inspired, but to be transformed. See, the difference with inspiration and transformation is that inspiration will cause you to think of a day that the chains could come off and how it could be. But transformation will cause you to break the chains off your life and live life as it should be. I'm not here to be inspired. Inspiration eventually fades if I don't put action to it. I can be inspired to go to the gym all day, but if I don't get a membership and go to the gym, I'm going to be big my whole life. Right? If I don't get inspiration to be healthy and to go after God, and, and to do this, I'm going to be in the same spot over and over and over and over and over again. How many Sundays has this been over and over and over that we haven't seen change in our life? Are you here with me this morning? It's, it's transformation over inspiration. I cannot be transformed and set free if I still have chains on me. I cannot say that I'm transformed if I still carry the past behind me. I can't say that I'm transformed if I still have the same addiction that I did before I knew who Jesus was. I can't be say that I'm transformed if I still cuss out my wife every night or my husband. Every night. Or I can't say that I'm transformed if those words come out of my mouth. Because last time I checked, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let everything that comes out of your mouth be edifying and glorifying to the Lord. I am transformed by the word. I'm not inspired with a little, oh, that's nice. That would be really cool. That's a good word. Yay, Pastor Brian. Yay, Pastor Dylan. That's a great word. Amen. No, we're called to be transformed. The biggest thing, you know, I deal with, again, I deal with a lot of youth, obviously. So I'm a youth pastor. The thing that I deal with the most is these kids just hold on to their, their stuff. Like, they hold on their stuff, and then I've realized that as they get older, they keep holding it. They get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. How many of y'all know that when you get older, that it's a little harder to change your habits and change your ways? Because you've been so stuck in them. We're so accustomed to having chains on that we forget that what life is like without them. I don't want to live life with chains. I want to be free. I'm tired of being restricted by my mind. I'm tired of being restricted by others' words. I'm tired of being restricted by the lies that the enemy tells me. I want to be free. Do you want to be free? <laughs> Are you tired and sick and tired of the same thing over and over again and never seeing change happen? I'm telling you, we serve a God who just like helped Paul in the midnight hour can help you in your midnight hour. When was the last time we looked at our lives and said, God, is there anything holding me back? <laughs> I know I've been with you for a long time. Like I had to check myself even at conference when I went. I was like, God, I've been, I've been a Christian for over 10 years. <laughs> you know, 12 years, got saved at 16. And, and God said, yeah, there's chains in your life. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? <laughs> so you know, there's things that you hold on to. Sometimes it's not the big thing. Sometimes it's the little things that bind us. I was talking to Pastor Troy in the back, and I was, you know, told him a little about my message. And I'm like, 
And at the end of the day, sometimes it's the little things like, do I go to my doubt before I go to, my, to the Father? Do I go to immediately blaming God before I go to praising God? Do I go to, do I go to frustration before I go to the one who can take the frustration away? Do, this is making sense. These little things. When was the last time we evaluated our heart and said, God, is there anything, anything at all restricting me? Is there anything within me restricting me from going to your courts with thanksgiving and praise? Is there anything hindering me when worship hits that I can't praise, that I can't worship, that I'm restricted? It's almost as if I try to lift my hands, I feel like they just go straight down. I feel like when I try to praise God, my mouth is shut. I feel like, man, when I try to jump in his presence, I try to sing in his presence, I feel like I'm restricted. What is it? Because we're called to live a free life. For the whom the Son sets free is free indeed, right? So therefore, if I'm in Christ, I'm called to be free. I can't be in Christ and be bound. That doesn't make sense, right? I have this God who can set me free of everything and set me free of everything I've been through and still be bound. The only reason why we're bound is because we allow ourselves to be bound. Can I just be real? Like we can, we can be like, well, all these situations in life. Can I? <sighs> I have been through a lot of junk in my life. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Stuff that probably a lot of you all don't know. I should not be standing right here. I should not be declaring the word. I should not even, have a, I should not even be married or have a child right now. I shouldn't. But because God is so good and because I decided to look at my freedom rather than my bondage, I'm standing right here today. Some of y'all decided to look at your freedom instead of your bondage. That's why you're in church today. Because you heard of, a, of an awesome God. You heard of a God who can set you free. And that's why you're here today. <laughs> you understand? Like, uh, it's our own doing. I could be like, oh, my mom tried to kill me when I was a kid and, and had schizophrenia and tried to kill my family. And, and I was on the run constantly. And, and I didn't know what it was like to have a mom. And, and, and all these things. And, man, I was beaten almost to death. And, and, and I was addicted to pornography for years and years and years. And, and all this stuff. And, and, but, you know, God, I'm just going to stay bound. Last time I checked, your sins are as far as the east is from the west. So therefore, <laughs> I have to be free if I'm in Jesus. Those things do not hold me back anymore. I don't, look, I look at my past and I say, man, I went through all this stuff, but I only use my past to show people what I've come from so they can see where they're going. Right. My chains are no longer on me. Are your chains on you this morning? I pray as we keep going that you... Begin to out, continue to evaluate. Understanding that Jesus is in the business of breaking chains off your life. That he's in the, like he's, that's who Jesus is. He's in the business of doing this. Like he sees someone bound up, he's like, nope, you can't be bound anymore, I'm going to break it off. No, you know what? You can't be seated anymore in your doubt and disbelief. You got to come up to the front and you got to praise God and you got to give him everything you got. Right? You, you, I, it draws me from being a seat sitter in church to someone who worships at the altar. I am set free. I am set free. <laughs> I have no chains on me. Someone say, I have no chains on me. Do you believe that this morning? Go and sit down, babe. I know it's a little awkward. Um, <laughs> he's in the business of breaking chains. He doesn't want me to be bound. He wants me to be free. He could care less if I come to church on a Sunday and I'm still bound. <laughs> he could care less if I come to church on Sunday and, I, and I, I do my due diligence and I come to church and it's great, Sunday morning, awesome, that's what we do, it's a routine. But if I leave bound, what's the point? I could have slept in and been the same thing. I could have just stayed at home. I could have let the alarm clock keep going and just 
just sleep, sleep the day away if I'm going to come here and not be set free. I'm not, not look, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to hurt people, but I'm just trying to be real this morning because this is where I was. I would go home every day not changed. I would go home every day not set free. I would go home every day from church. I was an intern. I was a ministry intern. Getting, I was in prayer all the time. I was in word all the time. But I kept holding on to my past. I kept holding on my chains. And therefore, I was stuck in the same spot over and over and over and over. It was like a record just on repeat. It just sounds awful. That's how my life was. <laughs> he could care less, or he could care less that if you serve on a Sunday and you're still down. He could, it doesn't matter your servanthood or or anything like that is not going to set you free. Jesus is what sets us free. Jesus is what breaks the chains off of our life. Jesus is who we go to. It's not our servanthood. It's not coming to church on a Sunday. It's not being involved on the worship team. It's not being a leader in the youth ministry. It's not being an usher and greeter. It's not being a sound person on a church. It's simply understanding Jesus sets me free. You may be the person who has been set free, but you keep going back to your past. I, I can relate to that. You know, that, that moment when I was 16, Jesus is like, you know, Dylan, here you go. Here, here's who I am. I'm like, yes, Jesus. Like, I was pumped. I was witnessing the people. And then all of a sudden, my old ways started creeping back up, and I went back to my old ways. Has anyone been there before? Let's just be real this morning. Yeah, I've so many times. Like, there's probably, I can't count how many times that that happened when I was a teenager and that happened. But it wasn't until, it was until that I really understood after my second year of ministry school that, that I understood that I don't have to be bound anymore. That it's not just the way of life. Because I've heard people say, well, that's just how life is. You come to church and, you know, it's just, you know, don't, don't worry. It's okay if you're this way. It's okay if you're that way. No, you know what? I'm here to tell you it's not okay. Like, how much longer do we have to deal with insecurity, depression, or doubt in our life? Until we take a stand and understand how powerful and how big our God is. Like, honestly, if you don't believe how power, that God has the power to heal, then you bet, might as well not sing that last song that we just sang. Because God is so powerful that he wants to rip all this stuff off your life. Like, I want, like, my heart, and, you know, not just for the youth, my heart is for our church. I want to see, see everyone set free. Because once we understand that everyone can be set free, can you imagine the impact that we can make in our city? Because if I can walk around with no chains, I mean, how come you're praising God like that? Didn't this, this, didn't this, this happen? Didn't just this happen in your life? Or didn't just you go through a financial uh, crisis? Or didn't someone in your family just pass away? Like, how are you still praising God? Because I have zero chains on me. These things do not hold me back anymore. I can't help but to praise God. I can't help to go after Man, we were at youth conference, and, man, we were, the praise songs came on the first night. The kids were like, this is dumb, you know. And then we started going in. Me, me and the leaders were like, let's go. Like, jump, like throwing the kids in the air and stuff. I know youth conference is awesome. Don't worry. No one got hurt. Um, and we were, <laughs> and all of a sudden the second night, man, and then Rodney started getting into it. And, dude, Rodney, if you've seen Rodney praise, the dude, like, just loses it. And it's awesome. It inspires me to go harder. And you get around these people, and you get around people who pray, and you begin to see <laughs> These kids had no chains on them. When I begin to do that, man, when people begin to see your praise, they understand there is nothing holding this person back. 
See, in order to, even if you feel depression, even if you feel fear, even in, in those moments, you have to face it in order to overcome it. That even if I'm walking in these things, Peter got out of the boat even when he was even facing fear to walk on water, right? Like no one else has ever walked on water. I've never seen anyone else do it. I've never heard of anyone else do it. Jesus just simply said, come. Okay, God, <laughs> I'm trusting you. Like don't let me drown. The only reason why Peter drowned is because he looked away from Jesus and looked at his own fear. Looked at the chains that used to hold him. See, your chains will cause you to sink. <laughs> and your faith will cause you to walk on water. Y'all ain't with me this morning. Praise the Lord. I'm sweating like, whoo. Pastor ain't lying. That's why we do have the AC up to 69 degrees. Amen. Jesus. All right. Let's go. 68. Amen. Go ahead and turn it down to 65, Pastor George. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't need, don't need complaints after church. Amen. All right. So here we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'll wait for you to turn it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says this. It says, this means that anyone, say anyone, who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Someone say new person. The old life is gone. Someone say gone. And a new life has begun. Again, I'll read that. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has become. So after reading this verse, again, if I believe what the Bible says, right, if I, if I truly believe that this, this word right here, is, is powerful and is, and is unfathomable, and it is just, it's awesome, and, and it's true. If I believe what it says, it means that if I'm going back to the same junk huh, over and over again, if I keep coming here having word after word, encounter after encounter, breakthrough after breakthrough, then I truly don't belong to Christ. <laughs> Therefore, if I don't belong to Christ, I can't call myself a believer or even a follower of him. If anyone belongs to Christ, he is a new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. If I keep going back to my old life before Jesus, I'm really not a follower of him. And he really hasn't transformed me. I've been inspired to transform, but he really hasn't transformed me. Some of you may say, Pastor, that's a little harsh. Like, yeah, I can't say that because I go back to my old stuff. That, um, well, just, I mean, this is what the Bible says. And just to show, show a point of what the Bible says, I have five different translations of the same verse just so we can understand. It says this in 2 Corinthians again, 5.17, New King James Version. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. And then the KJV, the King James Version, for everyone who loves reading that, I still don't understand why because I can't understand it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. <laughs> and it says in NIV version, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. And this one, this last version, whew, Amplified, I don't know if anyone reads the Amplified. It rips my heart out every time. It says, 2 Corinthians again, 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that has been grafted in. So it says in, in Christ, meaning they have been grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. So being a new creation, being new in Christ, meaning that I've received him as my Lord and Savior, that I believe in him, that I want to follow him, all that. And then it says, he's a new, uh, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. So when I become a new creature, the Holy Spirit renews everything I am. The old is gone. Okay. And this says the old things, the old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition. The previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. 
Behold, all things have become new because spiritual awakening brings new life. So the old ways, my old moral and my old spiritual way of being. So if I was spiritually dead before Christ and I'm spiritually dead after Christ, I can't call myself a follower and say that I belong to Christ. My new moral way of being, if I'm still, if I'm still letting every cuss word come out of my mouth, if I'm still allowing myself to speak death over situations, how I talk to people, how I say things to people, how I live, my addictions, my way of living has not changed to be better for Christ, then I cannot say that I've been transformed and that I believe and that I follow Jesus. Because he came to set us free. And if we are not set free, then we can't say that I belong to Christ. Well, pastor, doesn't, doesn't God love all of us? Yes, he loves you. Huh. But doesn't mean he's going to let you do whatever you want to do. Doesn't mean that Jesus is going to allow you to stay bound. It means that he's come to see you transformed by a spiritual renewer, renewal and by allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you up and to change every part of who you are. And in that moment, that is when the chains begin to drop. My old moral and spiritual way is done so I can become new. See, when the chains finally come off, that's when you can finally live the full life that Christ intended you to live. Have you ever thought in your mind, man, life should be better than this? Then, man, I don't know why I keep struggling with this. I don't know why I keep going back to the same thing. But I know that life is supposed to be better. Because God has purposed a life full of freedom, full of excitement, full of joy, full of everything that we can possibly imagine, but these things keep holding us back. I can't have chains on me if I want to say that I belong to Jesus. If I belong to Jesus, I can't have chains on me. If I belong to Christ, if I'm in Christ, I can't have any chains on me. I can't have my past sin on me. I can't have my addictions on me. I can't have all this junk on me. I have to be free 100% in Christ. Because he's the one who breaks the chains. Amen. But honestly, for me, that, that last one hit me, hit me really hard that thinking about even myself as being, you know, being a pastor and, and, and you know, before being a youth leader and, and all this, looking at that God wants to transform every fiber of my being. And I had to even look at myself. When I read that, when I read that to prepare for my message week, I was like, God, like, have I been transformed to the very, very, like, almost the cellular level of who I am? Like, totally transformed. And God even convicted me. He was like, there's some things in your life that you have to change. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. And look, I'm not saying that if you're working on yourself and, and you're working towards Christ, and I'm not saying that you don't belong. I'm saying that if you continually go back to your old ways. Okay, so just to clarify, I'm not saying that, oh, man, I struggle with this every once in a while. I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm believing in God. Look, I'm not saying that you don't belong to Christ. I'm saying the, this is for us going back to our stuff, our chains, intentionally going back. Is this making sense? So not allowing these chains from our past to hold us back, okay. So I, I was like, God, is there anything in my life that I haven't been transformed in? Yeah. He said, Dylan, you doubt sometimes. A lot of the times, actually. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks, God. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, and he had to change me in that. God, Dylan, sometimes your faith level isn't there. Sometimes you stress and you have so much. Like, if you, if you knew me in my past, like, I was anxiety riddled. Like, I'd have panic attacks over the smallest things. Like, if I spent, like, a dollar over my grocery budget, I would have a panic attack. 
Um, that was just me, you know, and God really had to set me free of that. And now, even when I got lost in a city, I, like, if I'm in a city I don't know and I get lost, I immediately have an anxiety because <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't know where I am. I have no idea where this place is. Like, I'm far from home. Where am I at? I'm all over the place. There's one-way streets everywhere. I don't know where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> right? Anyone can, anyone relate? Okay. Praise the Lord. I'm not the only one. But we understand, I had to understand that God had to set me free of this too. That if I'm not transformed by every fiber of my being, then there's something wrong. I cannot be the same person as I was before I met Christ. If I'm the same person, then it was just a, it was just a nice emotional experience rather than a life-changing transformation. I have to be good. Jesus wants us to be totally and completely 100% healed and 100% free. Amen. And so, so today I'm actually, I have some examples um, to end this. You know, we're talking about being free. And I want to talk to you about the three types of people that return back to their bondage. <laughs> so we're talking about no chains on me, right? And I want to talk, I mean, maybe you can relate to this. I know I related to this. Um, Ryan, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and send that, that dog cage over there. Amen. I'm going to put someone in that cage. Anyone, any volunteers? I'm thinking about putting David up in there. Go ahead and put it right there for me. <laughs> Go ahead, put that in there for me. So we have three types of people who, who return to bondage or are in their bondage. So go ahead and write this down. The first kind of person is my chain holders. My first kind of bondage is my chain holders. I need, um, let's see, Rodney, if you want, you want to hold this chain, she's chains for me. These are Rodney's workout chains, amen. Dude, like, dude, like, we'll do, like, pull-ups with, like, a 45-pound weight, like, around his waist. I'm like... Well, I don't even want to work out with you anymore. I'm like lifting up like, like stuffed animals to work out. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so we have we have we have you know this lovely chain here. Wear it like a scarf. That's how a lot of us like to wear our chains sometimes. Um, so, <laughs> so the chained up ones. Um, actually, can you put it around your hands? That's better. Yeah, let's do that. I know I made it nice and cute, but we need to make it a little more around your hands. So, so these are the ones that have their hands bound. Okay. These are the ones that can't feel free to worship, the ones who sit back, the ones who feel like they can't lift their hands, they can't be free, they feel like they're tied down, they feel like, you know, they can't, that, that these people feel like that God can't use them because their hands and their feet are bound. I wish I had another one I'd tie up his feet. But these are the people who feel like, who are trapped, who, who, who can't worship, they can't be in free worship because they keep holding onto the chains. They, they're bound. Right from from whatever from the past from from maybe something happened to them and they and they're not they're got you know they just feel like they can't do anything. The problem is, is that it's not the fact that when they receive Christ, this is what happens. This is what happens. Chains are off, right? So that's what happens. But the problem is, is that we tend to do this. I'm bound, God. I'm bound, God. But the chains are unlocked. You're, you're fr- all you have to do is just throw them on the ground, and you're free. But, but, but God, like this happened in my life, and, and all these things happened to me, and, and, and someone did something to me when I was younger, or, man, I, I, I was struggling with addiction, and, and someone said this about me, and, and I'm just frustrated. I'm going to stay bound. But all you simply have to do. Is that Jesus didn't come, he, didn't, he wasn't like, oh, you know, they called upon my name, I'm just, I'm going to leave him bound. <laughs> Let's play a joke on him and just allow him to be bound, right? No, 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 he came and unhooked the, the clip, and he said, all you have to do is throw him down, and you're free. 
How many of us keep holding on to our chains? How many of us say, God, free me. And God said, I've already done it a hundred times. All you have to do is lay it down. What, do you need another altar call for me to set you free? Or can you just believe that I've already done it? Do you need another worship service for me to set you free? Or can you believe that these chains are off? Are you set free today? Is this you? Maybe some of us, maybe, maybe you're in here and you feel like the chains haven't been unlocked today. <laughs> maybe you're here and you don't know who Jesus is. I'm here to tell you that he's here to take off every chain and every bondage and every, every restraint and throw it <laughs> back to hell. <laughs> Keep holding on to you. And then we have the second person. I need Caleb. Come on, man. I need you to get in this cage. Oh, wait, wait. There you go. Sorry, Caleb. I'll let you do the next one, though, bro. No, little Caleb. I need you over here. Caleb. Sorry, y'all. I should have probably thought about unlocking. There, go ahead. So we have these people. We have, we have people that go like to, are called cage dwellers. Someone say cage dwellers. Cage dwellers. Oh, that's rough. Don't, you don't have to lock it. You can keep it open because Jesus already set the, set the cages open. So um, so these are the ones. Stay in there. You're you going to keep holding the chains right there, Rodney. You're good. So these are the ones, right? These are the ones that are free on Sunday but bound every, every other day of the week. That they get out of their cage on Sunday morning like, whoo, I can experience Jesus today. Worship is going to be awesome. Pastor Ben and Pastor Katie and the worship team are going to have a fire worship set. The word, Pastor Brian's going to be an awesome word. Altar's going to be great. I cannot wait. But then as soon as service is done, it's like, I want to go right back to my cage. And we even lock it, too. We lock the cage and be like, I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait for Sunday. Man, Sunday's coming. I can't wait because then I can be free. We're not called to live in cages. Last time I checked, we're not dogs. But the enemy wants to treat us like that. You know what he'll even do? I got these awesome M&Ms. You know what he'll do? Y'all, my pants keep falling down. I've lost some weight, and I just don't have a belt. So amen to that. But oh, no, the pants falling down. We don't need to see that. Uh, anyway, so what the enemy will do, oh, I love peanut M&Ms. Anyone else love peanut M&Ms? They're great. See, what the enemy will do is he'll, you know, we'll get out of our cage on Sunday. Caleb, go ahead and get out of the cage. Go ahead. I know. But what he'll do, I picked you because you're smaller and you can get out. Amen. There we go. So what he'll do, and, and Caleb's over here and he's up front and go ahead and act like you're praising the Lord. Go ahead and lift your hands. There we go. So we're praising the Lord on Sunday. It's awesome, right? Praise Jesus. Like Pastor Ben sung my favorite song and like I feel all goosebumpy on the inside and outside and I feel great. But what he'll do is after Sunday, the enemy will be like, hey, hey, come back to your cage. It's okay. I got treats for you. You can come back, you're bound. Remember, I know that God said you're set free, but you're still bound. Caleb, you can come back and get your M&Ms. Um, so <laughs> you can have them if you want, bro. Um, so the enemy will be like, here you go, here's a treat. Here's a treat, you can have it. You can stay bound. Can I, be real? can I be real? I know you're married, but you can go ahead and mess around with that other person. I know that you've been set free of depression, but isn't depression, doesn't it just feel good to be, dep- be sad all the time? Man, I, I, know that, <laughs> I know that Jesus set you free of everything, but isn't it weird to be free and have nothing to complain about? Is it, is it weird? Like, why don't you just go back? Because then if you're in the cage, you can complain about being stuck. But Jesus is 
open the cage. It's like we're and then these people get to the point where they even show off their cages. They're like, oh, this is an awesome cage. Look at it. I come here Monday through through Saturday. It's awesome. I got it at Petco for a discounted price, and I love it. My kids love it. My family loves it. I just stick everybody in this cage, and it's awesome for us. They'd be in this, like, look at this. This is awesome. Man, I know that God can set us free, but this cage, this thing is awesome. But when are we going to get out of the cage, Caitlin? Come on. When are we going to get out of the cage and truly be free and truly just do this? Let's see. I think I can... I think I can tear this down. Begin to, you know what, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this in my life anymore. You know what? I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of allowing the enemy to mess around in my life. When are we going to take these chains and instead of having them around our hands, and bounds and saying, I'm frustrated. What if, when are we going to start carrying around and saying, look what Jesus did. This used to bind me, but I am set free now. This used to hold me down, but I am set free now. And you too, who I see are bound in chains, can be set free as well. And so you're with me. So, so we got the chain holder. We got our cage dweller, right? Caleb, since you were coming up, bro, I'm going to have you come up for this. This is my favorite one. We have our mat layers. That's really pretty, too. Look at it. That's little elephants on it. Look at that. Little flowers. Go ahead, man. Go ahead and take a lay. Go ahead and lounge, bro. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and lay down, bro. Lay down like kind of like, you know, like, like you know, kind of like you're, you're chilling, you know. Like, like that. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That's, 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 that's a professional mat layer right there. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> so we go to these mat layers, and I'm going to go to this, this scripture real quick. If I can find my notes, amen, hallelujah. For uh, John 5, 1 through 9, it says this. It says, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed lay on the porches. One of the men laying there had been sick for 38 years. This dude was in bondage, laying on that for 38 years. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine your stuff keeping you bound almost half of your life? Okay, anyway. Um, when Jesus saw him, he knew he'd been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well, obviously. <laughs> I would love to get well. Jesus told him, oh, he says, I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the, the water bubbles. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Yeah, go ahead. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. He didn't say lay down your mat. He didn't say leave your mat. He said pick it up. See, these people who like to who lay down on, on the mat are the ones who have been crippled by their addictions, crippled by fear. It's almost like it's paralyzing. Have you ever been in a place where you felt completely and utterly paralyzed and you feel like you couldn't do anything spiritually? being bound. For 38 years, this man laid, waiting for Jesus to come and heal him. And say, all he had to say was, pick up your mat and walk. And afterwards, this dude was like telling everybody, this is the man who set me free. This is the man who healed me. This is the man who delivered me. This is the man that's, that broke off my chain so I could finally walk again. 
See, the problem is here is that, that the, so the mat is actually supposed to be used as a reminder of where you came from, right? Just like how the chains, how you can even use the cage. is like, man, this broken down cage is what I used to live in. These chains are what used to hold me. The mat, again, is supposed to represent everything huh, that I used to be crippled by. The problem is that a lot of people like to go back to their mat. Why? Because they miss the attention they got for being crippled. They, 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 they want this man who was laying, lying, lying lame for 38 years, you know, they would used to, they, they'd call them beggars. They would used to lay at the gate and they used to beg for money, beg for food. They didn't have to do anything. But when he set him free, then all of a sudden he was able to walk. He was able to take care of us. He was able to go. He was able to live. He was able to live life. But occasionally we don't, we, we miss certain things about laying on our mat. And so we go back to it. I'm here to tell you that if that's you, Jesus is here to tell you to get up off your mat and walk. It's time to stop being bound by chains. It's time to stop being stuck in a cage. And it's time to finally pick up your mat and to walk. Go ahead and take a seat, guys. Can we give it up for these guys? This is awesome. And, and honestly, you know, some of y'all may be hearing this or maybe you've been here and you've heard message after message, and you're like, man, God, like, you know, I'm hearing it, and I just haven't been transformed. I'm hearing it, and maybe I just don't want to. Let's be real. There's moments where, there's moments where God has spoken to me, and I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> no, God, like, you're tripping. Like, I know that you're creator of the universe and know everything about me, but <laughs> no. Um, but you're hearing this, and God wants to transform you, but the, the only thing that holds us back is ourselves, like I said before. We have to be the ones that says, God, I no longer want to be bound anymore. You know, I'm going to end it on this. Pastor Ben, you can come up. I'm going to end on this. And it says this in, in John 6, 66 through 69. Did I, throw it up? Did I put it in there? Okay. I just was making sure because I, like, I had a brain fart for a second, and I was like, I didn't think I put it in there. Um, John 6, John, go ahead and, John 6, 66 through 69, it says, At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? And they said, Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe in you, and we know you're the Holy One of God. And why, why would I end with that? Don't be the person that hears the word and doesn't apply the word. Don't be the person that hears that you are called to be set free and go back to your bondage. Don't be the person that hears Second Corinthians five seventeen that says, "If I am in Jesus, that I'm a new creation; that the old is new and the and the new has begun." Like, don't be the person that hears that and does nothing with it. Jesus was preaching truth to these people. Like Jesus, the Son of God, the one who came to redeem all of us, came down and set all these people free, but yet still people rejected him. How many times have we been the disciples that walk away? Say, God, I know you can free me, but. I like my cage better. God, I know you can free me, but I love, I love laying down on my mat. God, I know you can free me, but those chains, man, I like, I like wearing them around my wrist. When is enough going to be enough? When are we going to be sick and tired of being bound and not being able to be set free? Today, I implore you, I almost plead with you, don't go another day being bound. Don't go another day being bound in these chains that have held you probably for some of you for years. Y'all, like, if I can be real, I was, 
and I talked about a lot of stuff that happened, man, I was addicted really bad to pornography for 10 years. Bad. I paid for stuff. I did online chat rooms. I did all these things because I was so bound by a lot of generational stuff. I was bound by a lot of past stuff. You know, I saw my dad do it, my grandfather. You know, it was just, you know, it was tough. And I was bound for 10 years of my life. And it wrecked me. I kept wondering if I was free. I kept wondering if I could even be used by God. I, I wanted God. I was the cage dweller, right? I would come like, God, I want to be used. And then the enemy would lure me back to the cage. And I'm like, I guess not. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to allow this thing that has ruined your life ruin it even more. Can we stop being prideful and stubborn in our hearts? And can we just truly walk this thing out? If I'm really, if I'm going to get up Sunday morning and come here and experience the presence of God, experience worship, experience the word, experience everything that he has, everything that he wants to do, then I might as well go all in. I might as well go all after. I might as well fully surrender to God 100% instead of holding back, right? I don't, go to, I don't go to a movie theater and pay for the movie and then just check out during the movie. I'm there. I'm intentionally there to see the movie. Yes, I've fallen asleep during a movie. Amen. I think all of us have. Um, but, but I go there with the intention of being entertained, right? Come on. Like, give me this good movie. I, man, I love Avengers. I love Marvel movies. I love superhero movies. Like, I, I will pay money to go see that. Like, I love it. But you may not be paying money to come to church, but you're giving your time. So why not use the time that you're here? that you get poured into to affect the rest of your week and to be truly set free for not just today, not just Sunday, but for the rest of your life.